candid conversations at the intersection of politics, technology, and culture. This is your moment of zest. Hello, Internet. This is Lester Nari, your captain speaking, and my phone has been blowing up with people asking me, what is the metaverse? Why did Facebook change their name to Meta? Does this have anything to do with Web3 and DeFi? What is blockchain? Crypto? Is this all connected? Do they relate in any way? And what's so interesting about this is right now is a very, very exciting time in technology. We're at the precipice of what we would call a transition in our computing platforms. The most recent example is to transition to mobile. Now, this is exactly where the story around why Facebook changed their name to Meta starts. There seem to be two reasons that people are coalescing around as it pertains to why did Mark Zuckerberg decide to do this and decide to do this now. Number one, as we all have been seeing, the regulatory environment is no longer particularly favorable to big tech companies. So in an effort to get ahead of upcoming legislation that would increase the regulation around social media platforms, Mark is trying to distance himself as fast as possible from the brand name that is Facebook. So as you can imagine, the next time that Congress asks for testimony from the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg will cleverly say, well, I think you should go talk to the CEO of Facebook, who ostensibly, now that Meta is the parent company of all the subsequent apps, Mark will no longer be the literal CEO of Facebook. So good PR move, way for him to get out of the line of fire and try to rebrand himself as he tries to attack the second issue. As we all sort of know, there are really two big primary hardware providers for cell phone devices, mobile devices right now, Apple and Google, right? Android and iOS. A lot of people don't remember that everyone else in the ecosystem also tried to create phones. Amazon tried to create a phone. Facebook tried to create a phone. Microsoft tried to create a phone. Because owning the hardware and then the software and integrating both of those two together is extremely powerful. And not only that, when you're doing something like vacuuming up every single data point for a user in order to be able to sell that to advertisers and the hardware device that that user is using, an iPhone, gets a new release, iOS 15, that allows that user to no longer send you data, that becomes an existential crisis to your business. So as Zuckerberg is looking into the future and saying, what is going to be the next computing paradigm? What is going to be the next compute, like the next technology shift? And it is going to be from mobile or mobile only to some hybrid or standalone augmented reality or virtual reality future, some mixed reality context. Now, I had actually written about this back in 2014, this idea that Mark was building the metaverse, because if you look at the history of acquisitions from Facebook over the last decade, there's a very clear focus on controlling a few different items. They bought Titan Aerospace, which was going to be a solar-powered drone company that they would utilize to provide internet into sort of low-coverage areas, but theoretically provide global internet that they could then control. They bought Instagram and WhatsApp, two large communication platforms in which the users can live in. They can acquire that user data. And then they also acquired Oculus, a virtual reality company, which at the time while VR was getting better, it still was not quite where it needed to be. So if you think about the ecosystem that is now forming around those acquisitions, you control the internet, you control the platforms people interact on, 
and you control the hardware in which they connect with each other. The true platform lock-in that Zuckerberg has always been looking for has been in the tea leaves this whole time. So I don't find it particularly surprising that they've made this move, nor that they're making this move right now. But that's a little bit of context around how they ended up here. What is the metaverse really? Just this idea of the sort of removing of the barrier between the physical world and the digital world and having this integration where, for example, as you're in your office, you can have virtual displays in front of you showing you widgets and information. Uh, if you go to a theme parks or other gathering experiences, they can utilize this as a way to have more creative uh, entertainment for you in person. Um, but then there's also the virtual reality context where you can have assets like clothes or houses or artwork that you can seamlessly engage with in the augmented reality sense, being in the physical world, but displaying it, as well as in your completely virtual environments. So the layer that connects all of this allows for the exchange of digital assets, money, transactions, community, etc., is this concept of the metaverse. But what does this have anything to do with Web3? What is even Web3? Uh, over the history of the age of the internet, we've had these sort of epics, these eras, these stages. Most recently, Web2, which was this transition to online communities, social networks, social media, and then the rise of all of these sort of more complex services uh, that, for example, have built the gig economy and etc., that are now enabled with a more mature internet ecosystem. Now, the big idea with the transition from Web 2 to Web 3, while there are many, I think boils down to who gets the money, who gets paid for the data that I'm creating as a user. Whenever we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we're creating all of this valuable information for these artificial intelligence and machine learning systems that all these platforms are utilizing to create this immense value. Consumers don't see any of that upside in the Web 2 era. With Web 3, it allows and enables by way of blockchain technology, decentralized finance applications, decentralized social media applications, the ability for users to not be beholden to any single platform. So if you're concerned about censorship or people who have your political views being blocked on certain platforms, Web3 would create an environment where that would not be possible. If you have concerns about the centralization of finance with the big banks and all of these new neo banks and finance companies, this creates a truly decentralized way in which you can both have trust and utilize that trust to be able to exchange value between two parties that don't know each other without a centralized authority in the middle to have to facilitate it and subsequently take a fee. All of that can now be transacted with this new concept of smart contracts, which are these algorithmically built contracts that enable the transition of value and the building of trust between two users that don't know each other. These are some of the pieces that are the building blocks of Web3. And it maps really interesting to this idea of the metaverse as well, where we are seeing a transition or a phase change on the software side as well as the hardware side in response to the aggregation of power amongst a small few that we've seen in the tailwinds of the Web 2 era. 
the real big ideas behind decentralization, behind all of this, is people taking back the power into their own hands to control their own data and to be able to monetize that across any applications without having platform lock-in or any of the other interoperability issues that currently exist in the Web2 era. You can imagine when you're in the metaverse, you can now play games where you can earn money and tokens. You could be working in these virtual environments as your job and get paid directly in these either crypto or blockchain-based currencies, which you can then in turn exchange for goods and services without having to either withdraw that to fiat like the US dollar or converting it to other cryptocurrencies itself. There is a lot happening here. The ground is moving under our feet and there's an opportunity for us to at least in some cases or for some use case and applications to rewrite how we organize our communities, relationships, and transactions online, both with the introduction of the metaverse as well as the rise of Web3 and decentralization. This is certain to shake up many of the established either norms or best practices as it pertains to a variety of aspects of digital marketing, online marketing, e-commerce, sales, entertainment, anything you can imagine is potentially going to have an impact from both of these transition points. I'm super excited to see how this continues to grow, how it continues to evolve, and what it ultimately means for myself, the clients, and partners that I work with, and humans all over the globe as we try to create a new way in which we can interact with each other that is more in line with a balance that is going to be necessary for the internet to be sustainable in the long term. My name is Lester Nare, and thanks for watching. The Moment of Zest podcast is hosted by yours truly, Lester Nare. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, news, and other updates, you can follow me at Lester Nare on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.